I moved to Pasadena from Connecticut about, I guess, four or five years ago when my wife died. And uh, I had always, uh, I'm an engineer by, by trade. I went to the um, armory. So someone recommended the armory as a place where I could go to school. And I found there was a class there in the evening uh, for painters. And uh, my um, uh, training as a painter is very slight. I took some classes at the New York Art Students League uh, in um, life drawing. And uh, I, I did the same thing at the Brooklyn Museum. I'm originally a New Yorker. And, uh, and there was this class that was being given in the evening at the Army, and Quentin B. Miller was the teacher. Uh, so I got to meet him, and, and it was an interesting meeting because I didn't know what he expected of me. I never really took a, a formal class in painting. Uh, my experience in school, in, um, in life, drawing was um, you went in and there was a model and the teacher went around and looked at everybody's work and uh, made a comment or two and that was the, that was my experience I never really had anyone who was a teacher so um, and Quentin had his class and I didn't know what to expect so I went there with my my paints and uh, I said I figured there'd be um, of something still life or something that he would arrange for me to for me to paint and he would make an assessment of where I, what my uh, ability was. And there was nothing like that. So I said to him, well, what do you want me to do? He said, I don't care. So, so I said, well, so I said, well, what should I paint? He said, I don't care. So I, I, I took my paints and I, I painted the wall. There was, you know, there was some uh, pipes on the wall and um, some easels laying up against the wall and, and stuff like that. And I, I painted that. And he seemed to like it. And uh, so that was my introduction to Quentin. And he's been my teacher ever since. My, my interest really is in, is in figurative painting and, and in telling stories. My, my view of what painting is, it's, it's a form of communication. And although I guess you can communicate with abstract paintings, I don't know how to do that. But so I, I paint things that, I, you know, that I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, my um, memories, political issues that bother me, things I read about in the newspaper, and whatever, whatever I can dream up. Do you feel more liberated now to just, you know, knowing that you don't have to go to a job and, and you can just focus on whatever the work is? Do you feel more liberated to do anything, or has that always been part of your work? Just I think that in some ways I feel less liberated. I um, I think that um, when I painted, um, you know, on Sundays or my day off or whatever it was I did when I was working at another job, um, nobody looked at what I did. I did it uh, wherever I had a space in my house, and so um, I would show it to my wife, and she would always be complimentary. And she would always say, "That's nice." You know, and uh, and I was grateful for that, and that's that's all I expected. But once once other people started looking at my work, I feel that it's it's been intimidating and inhibiting to me. And uh, look at some of the old things I've done, and I think in some ways they're freer. 
I can't go back there anymore. I think that I, I have an imagination about what I read about and see and, and the subject matter that I paint, but I would like to be able to paint more flu fluently, whatever that means. And I do think that that I'm I'm fighting this this business of um, trying to to please other people, especially people who buy my paintings. I look at I mean I I've, most of my paintings are not really expensive, but I did sell one painting for about three thousand dollars and. And um, I think of that painting and I say to myself, what did I do that made it worth $3,000 that somebody want to spend that kind of money for it? And maybe I can do that again. <laughs> you know, yeah. The trouble is that what, what again means is I don't know. I do like to um, think of new projects because they give me a, uh, they give me a, a kind of like a, a, a foundation for what to paint. Like, um, if I, uh, I do a little writing, a short story writing, and, and so uh, sometimes I like to illustrate the short story. So now I've got a, it gives me a perfect, uh, perfect ideas for what to, what to draw for my short story. And that's the kind of stuff that I do, you know. I try to um, do, what I, do what I know best, and that's, that's the fairly intellectual kinds of paintings. And mm -hmm. That's how I think of myself. I don't think of myself as an artist. I don't know what an artist really is, but an artist is sort of, to me, like a very um, high-level philosophical person. And I would like to be an artist. But right now, um, I had, a, I had a, an uncle by marriage who was a, who was a house painter, and he spoke with a, with, a, with a Yiddish accent, and he called himself a painter. And so I think of myself as sort of like a painter. <laughs> <laughs> There's what, what we think an artist is, you know, and that may be a romanticized version of, of what may have been classically defined as artists, right. but everyone has a different idea and everyone's afraid that they're gonna be labeled someone else's idea of an artist. And so, you know, like, when I hear artists, I think bum. And, and be, because that was my upbringing, so like my parents didn't want me to be an artist because they they equated with being being a, a bum and being an artist, you know, as if they were the same thing. And so when people say, "Oh, you're an artist," and I'm thinking, "Great, they think I'm a bum," yeah. <laughs> you know, especially if they're not artists. If they're, yeah. you know, when when when, we're, when an artist is talking to another artist, you're like, "Oh yeah, I know your work," you know, either I like it, I don't like it, or you know, or, or you're a good friend, or you're not, you know, it doesn't matter. We recognize each other as peers. But when you're talking to someone who doesn't have a piece of artwork in their house, and they have nothing to attach meaning to, they, then you really are at, at, the, at, at their mercy, and, you know, as far as how they're gonna perceive you. But that's true with everybody. But, you know, somehow, I think artists are almost afraid to, to, to be defined by the single word and so we kind of like distance ourselves from it. Yeah, well I have a different different view of the word than you do. I mean, to me it's an esteemed word. And I think of, uh, you know, from the movies I saw Kirk Douglas do Vincent Van Gogh. Oh, I love that movie. And, and uh, I, like, I like Kirk Douglas as an actor. And Vincent Van Gogh was a man who seemed to be, 
he was like an artist in the sense that he he was driven to do this work no matter what, and you know, and, and until he drove himself out of his mind. And uh, I'm sorry that he, you know, wasn't more successful in his lifetime, as a, you know, successful and people recognizing how good he good he really was. But so he's an artist. There's no question in my mind. But it's the same thing with the word like poet. I mean, someone. Uh, I mean, I write limericks sometimes, but I'm not a poet. I mean, a, a poet is a person who writes things that I can't understand. <laughs> so you know, it's, it's the same thing. I, I hold it. I hold it with great respect, and uh, maybe someday I'll be an artist. But I, I, right now, it's not because I think it's a bad word. I think it's a really good word. Well, you know, in, in my defense, I I do think that being an artist is a great thing. I feel that other people think it means bum. Right. But when you start asking people to um, to define something, even what seems the most obvious thing, you, you'll find, and I've done this, that they don't know. And I'll give you an example, which is which is a current example. I'm, I decided that I'm going to paint uh, something that describes my opinion, what I think is, is the difference between the average man and the average woman. Now that seemed like, well, you don't know the difference between a man and a woman? What are you, stupid? <laughs> you know, when I, so I started asking other people, what, what, the, what is a man, what is the difference between a man and a woman, an average man and a woman? I didn't, I wanted to make it as simple as I could. I say the average man and woman because I know that men and women come in all different shapes and sizes and, and attitudes and some women have beards and some men don't. And, and so uh, I wanted to talk about the average what we consider to be an average man and an average woman, and I still don't know anyone else's opinion. All I know is my own. And I noticed that, you know, for a lot of your um, your subjects, you don't uh, you don't define their faces. Is is there a, a reason behind that? Well, um, I, that's true. I don't often uh, or always do that, and and because I I think that unless the face. Um, uh, add something to the to the uh, to the picture. There's no need to do it, and uh, I know that um, one of the things that uh, Quentin uh, told me about, and, and uh, thought that he thought that I painted a little like Milton Avery. Uh, and in fact, I, I bought a book about Milton Avery to study his paintings, and he, he used uh, f uh, people's figures in the same way that I use them, in a way where. Um, the forms are important, uh, but the faces are not always important. And uh, uh, except where the expression is, you know, meaningful to the picture. Because I, I tell stories. That's what I'm doing. And um, in this case, uh, I don't think that the, the face the faces would help much. Uh, that was my you know my feeling about it at that time. So um, I I left those faces out for the most part. But when I when I when I when I make my first sketches for a painting, I do more details than you actually see. Then I paint over them because they don't matter to me.